Brad and Glenda Pius. Thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Nekrutman. My name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. And David, our videographer, Shimshod Seligson, just mentioned that we seem to argue about your name. We talked about this in an earlier episode, but I guess people still haven't gotten the message that you have a serious identity crisis. I do. Nekrutman versus Nekrutman will always be the internal debate of who I am. I know. And that's good. I think it's important for people to have a sense of split personality. Correct. Different people at different times. So when I'm in front of you, Scott, I'll be Nekrutman. When I'm in front of the public, I'll be Nekrutman. Which is ironic because I actually call you David Nekrutman. Yes, I know. So it's just to argue with me. It's to make <laughs> things difficult for me. Our identity crisis. Last time, David, we talked about the strange menu options argument that the Jews had with Moses. Those who don't know this can listen to last episode. And then afterwards, it seems to segue into this strange story about establishing leadership for 70 elders, including or perhaps not including two people named Eldad and Medad. Right. In the book of Numbers, chapter 11, this is where the story takes place. And what we're trying to address is the reason why this story of Eldad and Medad is put in middle of a story about a complaint to Moses about not having enough menu options for eating for the nation of Israel. The simple explanation makes some sense, although we'll see it has its own questions. Moses was complaining about the people's complaint, saying, I'm not cut out for leadership, essentially. So God then helps him by adding 70 people, 70 prophets, who will help him out in the burden of leadership. And then Eldad and Medad were either among them or apart from them. That's the segue. But the Bible doesn't tell us extraneous episodes that have nothing to do with the story. And this seems to be sort of out of place. After appointing the 70 elders, suddenly two people start prophesying in a way that's different, nothing to do with that story. Right. So I'm going to keep that as a cliffhanger. We have to address the difference between the story in Exodus, when the people of Israel have no food, have no water, and they complain to Moses. And Moses actually intercedes on their behalf to God, as opposed to this episode in the book of Numbers, where Moses basically gives up and he says, I don't know what to do anymore. I need some help. Scott, what is the difference between the book of Numbers incident and the book of Exodus incident? If you recall, Jethro was the one who suggested to Moses that you can't handle addressing the issues of the nation of Israel. You have to have help. Moses wasn't complaining at that moment. Jethro saw Moses sitting and judging the people from the morning until the night. And he said, what are you doing? Essentially saying you're micromanaging. And he said, you have to set up a system where this is not all falling upon your shoulders. And he agrees. Moses agreed and God agreed. It seems that everything is fine. So why now are we appointing 70, why is God appointing 70 elders to aid him in his leadership? You're essentially asking, wasn't this already dealt with in the past? A year ago, we already took care of this problem. Exactly. So So what's the answer? What's the answer, Scott? (laughs) I don't know, David. I don't know where you're (laughs) going. He's looking to me. So I believe that the answer would be, that the book of Exodus is dealing with management and the book of Numbers is dealing with leadership. What do you mean by that? You can appoint people to say, here's a set of skills and I need you to help me in the management of court cases or specific things of legal decisions that we're going to have to address here in the camp of Israel since the giving of the Sinaitic revelation. And here's your job description and this is how you're going to 
actualize your job description. So far, so good? So good. Okay, but in this case, this wasn't an issue of legal matters. It was an issue of leadership. The leadership meaning people are complaining about something they shouldn't be complaining about. In other words, this is not a legal issue. This is not a case where Moses simply doesn't have the time to deal with all of these various court cases, and therefore there need to be subsidiary courts and a Supreme Court, which was essentially what Jethro was suggesting. Here, this was the burden of leadership of dealing with the emotional content of the people's complaint. It's not a matter of time. It's a matter of being the leader. And Moses himself is saying, I can handle the emotional, psychological leadership that needs to be addressed for the people right now if they have reached to a level of complaining about menu options. And you know what, David? That's very interesting you say that because this seems to go and fit right into Moses' personality. We can't forget that when he originally was approached by God at the burning bush... He didn't want the job. He was desperately trying to stay away from this job. He did not want the burden of leadership. Tradition says it was seven days that he was trying to find a way not to assume the burden of leadership. And had several arguments to address to God about not accepting the role of leadership. He didn't sign up for this. In the end, he accepts leadership almost because he was forced into it. There's no choice. God says, you must do this. And he finally accepts that. In fact, it's interesting. In terms of being the one who helps the people, he wasn't reluctant at that point. He was someone we know from other stories and other instances in his life who loved the people, who wanted to help them and tried to save the people. The burden of leadership, of being the man was something he did not want. He signed up for the leadership position of taking the people out of Egypt, bringing them to Sinai, having the revelation brought down to them. And I think in his mind, I'm done. The job is finished. The job is finished. What else do I need to do? Well, what about bringing them into the land of Israel? I think he personally wanted to go into the land of Israel, but I don't think he signed up for leading them to the land of Israel. Look, in reality, he didn't really want any leadership. He wanted to do what was necessary, but he wasn't inherently a leader. This is somebody who was a shepherd who asked God not to lead the people. He would help them, but didn't want to be the leader. His final argument was, send with anybody else. Please just send somebody else. That's the only point at which God gets angry at him after seven days, our tradition says, and says, no, you really have to go. You really have to do it. At this point in time, when he's dealing with nitty-gritty issues of menu options, he basically says, I can't do this by myself. And the difference is these 70 elders are going to help him assume the burden of leadership. This is not subsidiary courts. This is about other leaders who can help him out so that he doesn't have to be the exclusive leader. Pastoral care for the nation. So I'm David Necrotten. And I'm Scott Kahn. Blessings from Jerusalem. Jerusalem.